Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 171 of the Trust the Plan podcast. I am Nick Hopwood. And I am Jim Pilot. And today we're talking about being a fiduciary. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah, yeah, we talk about it a lot. Fiduciary means you have a legal responsibility to do what's in the best interest of your client. So when you make a recommendation, you're, rec you're recommending what you think is best for them. Right. Not any other consideration, such as commissions. Right, right. No, yeah, your decision has nothing to do with, I mean, from our seat, right, how you're compensated or any advantage you may receive from that recommendation. It's just simply in the best interest of that client. So let's say we sell windows, okay? Mm -hmm. I can recommend Anderson or Pulte, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just say they're the same price and they're both the same quality. Mm -hmm. I think they might be, I don't know. <laughs> One might be better, I don't know. Yeah. But if Pulte, is Pulte. paying a double commission. Mm -hmm. Pulte's the, I'm sorry. I was, was going to say Pulte is Pulte's the house. Uh, <laughs> what's the other window manufacturer that's, uh, okay, never mind. So company ABC and company XYZ. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So if XYZ is <laughs> going to pay us a double commission, right, and all else is equal, well, what are you going to do? Right. You're going to recommend the double commission one. Right, or maybe, you know, if you sell, 20 of the you know company X windows, you get a trip to Cancun. With the Joneses. Right? Yes. So that's... That's how they get there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the trip incentive, right? Right. Or uh, an extra commission. But if, they're, if, they're, if both windows are the same, then it truly doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. But what if the one with the incentives is not quite as good, mm -hmm. right? You know, the track record isn't as good, the warranty's not as good, the service is worse. Right. Then we have a real problem, right? Right. This is like a, a breach of the fiduciary window standard. Yes, it is. Okay. So when it comes to financial services, this type of stuff is way more complicated than mm -hmm. windows because there's a myriad of different products and different ways to, to charge and hidden fees, right? Right. So it's, it's way more complicated. And so let's talk for a second about commission products versus fees, right? Mm-hmm. So we actually are an RIA, Registered Investment Advisor, where we manage portfolios for clients for a, for a fee. Mm -hmm. and, and our financial planning and our investment um, management is all part of that one fee. Right. Whether we recommend strategist A, B, or C, or an, a Roth, or an IRA, or a brokerage account, whatever the case is, it's always the same. Right? It is. Yep, absolutely. Okay. So we have no incentive to do this or that. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever strategies we recommend, whatever money manager we think we should use, whatever account we should open, it does, it's all the same to us, right? We just put ourselves in a position to say we think this is the best for the client. Yeah. We make the same no matter what they do. So exactly. that's how we, we you know, uphold that fiduciary duty. But we also still hold our old FINRA licenses like Series 7. Mm -hmm. Series 63, this old stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and we hold that because if someone comes to us and they have an annuity or some, 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 something different, we can still 
be the agent and still service this, mm -hmm. okay? But people are still buying lots of annuities, okay? The mm -hmm. volume has, has not dropped, right. right? And so we could, in theory, recommend an annuity versus a fee-based platform. The annuity has a commission, mm -hmm. okay? And now we have really muddied the waters mm -hmm. of the fiduciary standard, right? Mm -hmm. Because a, an annuity could pay us a one-time commission or a, a larger upfront commission, mm -hmm. which some people might be incentivized to recommend versus over here. But the annuity could make the client committed for X number of years with way higher internal costs, some mm -hmm. which you don't even know that they're there. Yeah. Right. So you could be paying like 1% versus like 3%. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which is a huge consideration with costs. Yeah, and that's not an exaggeration either. I mean, we see those actual numbers play out all the time. So a lot of times we see people purchasing an annuity where it's justified because of the income guarantee, which mm -hmm. can be powerful. And when when rates have been at, in the 0% range, just anchored at zero for so many years, mm -hmm. getting a 5% guarantee could sound appealing. Yeah, definitely. People want that predictability and that's you know, one way to do it. And with, you know, without, with a lot of people not having a pension, mm -hmm. right? You could see, well, you know, my social security doesn't quite cover all my fixed expenses. It would be nice if I had another guarantee in place. So you could make the case mm -hmm. to take some of your portfolio and generate some income. But, you know, you wouldn't want to do all of it, would you? You wouldn't want to lose, go ahead. No, uh, you're absolutely right. Doing all of it. I mean, that's the thing. You have to think there's always trade-offs, right? If you want that security of an income stream or an income guarantee, the trade-off is that money essentially becomes illiquid, right? You, it's, it becomes really difficult or prohibitive to actually take that money out and use it for something else. Maybe you don't want a thousand bucks a month anymore. You want 50,000 to go do something with. Well, you just made that really difficult because there's going to be penalties and fees to, to exit that investment. You're going to wreck your income guarantee. Like it's a, the liquidity is a major um, consideration. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we found an article talking about uh, the fiduciary standard and an advisor recommending that the clients put a significant portion of the portfolio in an annuity, which, you know, they are pitching it as low risk. So mm -hmm. the thing is, there's many different types of annuities out there too. There's the immediate annuity, like think of it like a pension. Mm -hmm. There's a fixed annuity, think of it like a CD. There's a variable annuity, think of it like mutual funds. Then mm -hmm. you can add guarantees to the variable annuity. So you know, if the market goes down, you still have a guaranteed income. So there's all sorts of different flavors. This is not a recommendation for anybody, just mm -hmm. some educational uh, wrapping going back and forth here. but. Is it a breach of the fiduciary standard if I make that recommendation? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something that needs to be looked at, right? If you it go just from- just a yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely, it needs to be scrutinized, right? And you need to understand why is the recommendation being made? Why, you know, are we recommending something that is now likely to be more expensive with less liquidity and more restriction attached to it, right? So I, I wanna, you know, I wanna just say maybe, right? <laughs> maybe it's, is it a breach of fiduciary responsibility? It could be, but it could also not be. Right, yeah, it depends on the needs of the client. Mm -hmm. So if they are 
uh, risk averse or they really are attracted to this type of a guarantee, then you could break off some of it and, and assign a guarantee to that money. Right. But the thing is right now, right, interest rates are up mm-hmm. and we can make 5% on fixed income. Mm-hmm. And so these annuities typically have a 5% income guarantee. So why are we spending 3% to get 5% if we can just go get 5% right. without, without it. all these costs, yeah. right? Yeah, and I've, I've, had this, I've mentioned this before to other people, like, you know, there's things about annuities that people find attractive, right? The safety, the security, I can't lose, all these different things, but products have evolved and pretty much, I can't think of anything that you can't do outside of an annuity that you could only do through an annuity. You know what I mean? If you want downside protection, we can do it with tons of flexibility. You know, you can, you're not tied to it for 10 years or more. And we've seen people tied to annuities for 10 to 15 years, right? With penalties associated to it. You know, we can get, you you can find buffered notes and things where, you know, we can still get that same kind of downside protection, but it only, Last a year, or if we don't want to even hold it a year, we could sell it tomorrow if we wanted. You know. So you're referring to the structured note mm-hmm. um, type product, but also ETFs have those. Some ETFs have those type those types of. They trade like outcomes. an ETF, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so that would be like the buffered annuity, and then the income annuity, which has been popular over the last 15 years with rates at zero. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you can go get your own five percent rates, we already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and CDs are offering probably, you know, I, I haven't compared fixed annuities versus CDs, but if the rate was the same, I'd rather have a CD because the FDIC and it can be right. a brokerage account rather than having to go direct to the insurance company. Although right. the fixed annuity offers tax deferral if it's outside an IRA. Mm-hmm. So that's something to consider. But ultimately, before you put half your money into one of these products, it's time for a second opinion. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. That's Let's good. look at your comprehensive financial plan and say, well, if we make five percent on your money, is your plan going to work? Mm-hmm. And can we t- can we make, find a way to make five percent and still have low risk or moderate risk? Right. And the answer may be yes, with way less cost. Yeah, especially now, and that's you know the timing of this article. It just came out recently, so you know, is that particular advisor in the article breaching the fiduciary duty? I don't, you know. I don't know. With some of the options, like you said, with rates being high and things, I mean, it's it's possible that it's a you know a commission grab. It's but. possible, but we need more information. Yeah. Okay. Now let me also say this: What if you know some some broker dealers are actually part of insurance companies? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what if you grow up, or you know, you grow up where you're trained mm-hmm. in that world, right? Where the annuity is the recommendation for everyone. Mm-hmm. They're certainly not operating in a fiduciary standard, right? With that type of setup, but you know they they don't think they're doing anything wrong because mm-hmm. that's the way they were trained, right? That's what they were taught, yeah. So we have this unique independent perspective where we we have we've seen both. Okay, now we tend to come to the registered investment advisor side more often than not. I should say 99% of the time. Yeah, right? definitely. But we we still see, you know, both both worlds. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And there, you know, so the answer to the question, right? Just because somebody earns a commission doesn't mean they're bre- breaching a fiduciary their fiduciary duty. Um, but it warrants 
you know, a couple additional questions being asked and really fully understanding the what and why of the recommendation. Okay, and so one last point. When the advisor sells the annuity, they get to choose the commission schedule. There's a certain mm -hmm. amount of money that goes to the commission, but they can choose how they're gonna collect it, mm -hmm. right? And they might not make any extra. They might just make like a trailing commission, which is the same they would have earned right. if it was managed money. And that's fine, mm -hmm. right? But the tell, here's how you know <laughs> if, the brief, if the breach was made, yeah. right? <laughs> is if they chose the upfront commission, right? right? They just want to get that payday and be gone. Yeah, and that is where we see a lot of problems. People Makes me have, so mad. People who have annuities, the guy, person who sold it takes the upfront commission, and now they've lost all incentive to continue to service that person, to continue that relationship with that person because they already made all the money. Yeah, so what happens? They get bad service, they yeah. get mad, they leave, yeah. they come to someone like us, <laughs> and then we're like, oh, well, we, we can be the agent on the annuity, and then we go through all the work to become the agent, and now we are officially servicing it, right. and there's no compensation, zero compensation. Right. So we're just doing we it take on yeah, yeah, we take on the risk, though, <laughs> of being the agent on it, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's, you see it too often, but. Yeah. So uh, if you are in need of a fiduciary, we can be in your corner. Mm -hmm. uh, we can offer a second opinion. You can uh, schedule online at peakwm.com. And make sure you subscribe and hit the bell and like and whatever you got to do. It'll help us out. Thank you. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.